Moses came down from the hill, holding the rules in his hand. Looked all around, suddenly found no one was listening. Now it's time to throw down, so throw down. Throw down. We'll throw down. Throw down. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Nearfall Radio posted at ButtMunchChips.com. ButtMunchChips, sit on your button munch. Also posted at the iTunes store. Be sure to head over there, search Nearfall Radio, subscribe and review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. My name is Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if you will. He might not be a millennial, but he is an advocate for avocado toast. His name is just a crit singer, Jay. How are we doing tonight? I just finished up a delicious avocado toast, so I'm feeling pretty good because, man, that is some brain food. I am, I am ready. I'm like, you, you cannot imagine the kind of hot fire I'm about to spit. So let's do this thing. You're about to bring some uh, genius Laney Poffo uh, level of, <laughs> of of intelligence to this with all that brain food. It's very possible. Um, yeah, and I ate some salmon. All that other stuff that makes your brain better, I ate it. See? I'm good at yeah. words, too. <laughs> You're such a good words guy, man. <laughs> That's what thank, I'm known for. Thank God we're rolling on this. <laughs> uh, before we get into the world of professional wrestling, I do want to start out with a little bit of uh, real-life stuff. I'm sure you've, if you've been paying attention to the news the last couple of weeks uh, – California has been ravaged with wildfires, and uh, Jay, this is something that, uh, at least for me, has brought back images of the uh, wildfire that happened a couple years ago in the Great Smoky Mountains, uh, and they need your help, so if you can, call 1-800-RED-CROSS, go to redcross.org, or text the word Red Cross, all one word, to 90999 to make a $10 donation. Seriously, people have lost their lives, and those that have been fortunate enough to hang on to their lives, some of them have lost everything. So if you can, please help them out, and uh, obviously thoughts and prayers to uh, California and everybody affected in this just horrible disaster from uh, everybody here on Nearfall. And uh, I guess sticking with uh, real-life ramifications, we will now transition into to the uh, world of professional wrestling when uh, sometimes injuries happen in this world of uh, professional wrestling and unfortunately an injury happened at this past Monday's uh, Monday Night Raw where uh, I would say the most over person in the entire company, male or female, the biggest star that the WWE has the man, Becky Lynch got just straight up potated Stiff shot from Nia Jax. Broke her nose, but on WWE programming, they're saying she, quote, broke her face and gave her a severe concussion. And unfortunately, she is medically unable to compete at this upcoming uh, WWE Survivor Series where, I don't know about you, Jay, but this was the one match that I was really looking forward to. It was going to be Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey. And just with the way Becky's been booked the last few months, ever since she, I guess turned heel and then the crowd's like no no we're not booing you you're just gonna be you know stone cold becky uh lynch it's it's such a bummer and it takes so uh, such wind out of the sail not only for becky but also the pay-per-view as a whole um jay i'm sure you've seen the video of uh the aftermath of the punch and also the video of the punch that came out after the fact like holy crap naya just straight up obliterated becky's face yeah, as the women's correspondent of this show, I've spent <laughs> a, a lot of the last 24 to 48 hours kind of dissecting what happened and trying to take a look at it because I, I did not, as as maybe it's been established on the show, I'm a, I'm a cable cutter, so I usually watch the Raw replay um, on Hulu the next day. So I didn't see it live. All I saw was the reaction to it on Twitter. So I'm scouring the internet for GIFs, for YouTube videos, for clips, and of course they were a plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. right after the show concluded on Raw. And I still was just trying to piece it together and try to understand what happened. Um, and, and I know, Landon, we were talking about it right afterwards, and, and you sent me a, a clip of it. And I said, with my limited knowledge of what had occurred, I said, well, it looked like maybe Becky was firing some live rounds and Nia turned around and just straight clocked her in response. But after going back, seeing more video, seeing different angles, I don't think that's the case at all. Mm-hmm. I just think Nia came and just just knocked her out. For I don't know. I it, You can't – here's the thing. Accidents happen. You're right. You said that. You were right. That happens in the ring. Uh, it's a physical 
sports entertainment thing that we're watching. Still physical, so, though. <laughs> Emphasis yeah, so, on the physical. Yeah, so 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 accidents are going to happen. People are going to get hurt, like uh, Triple H at, at the Crown Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so that kind of thing happens, especially when you put an old man out there and tell him to lift somebody. Or something. And especially when you put him in the ring with three other old men. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get a broken pelvis. But. Yeah, I think the combined age for that matchup was like four hundred and five. I just forced laugh. Um, but anyway, in this case, I it may not have been intentional, but it certainly looked intentional. And, and it, you would be hard pressed to convince me that Nia did not intend to smash Becky's face into a thousand pieces. Like it just looked like she did it on purpose. I'm not going to go as far as to say that Nia went out there with the intent of just, like, obliterating Becky. But at the same time, it's like, I was with you initially. I thought, like, Becky maybe was working a little bit sniff or snug, and and Nia was handing out a receipt for that. But it's like, once the video came out, like, she literally just turned around and just straight up cold copped her right in the face. Like, completely uncalled for and completely unnecessary, too. Yeah, and I want to say this. Props to Becky Lynch. She really is the man because she oh, took crap. that like a champ. If that were me, I would have been in the fetal position crying <laughs> and just letting let, – let's just end the show. I'll just stay here and drown in my own tears because – And blood. Mostly grief, blood though. Mostly blood. Blood was pouring like a faucet from her face. It looked like when you saw it, especially at the end where she's standing at the top of the stairs T-posing over the entire WWE um, – it almost looked like she was bleeding from the side of her nose the way it was uh, the way the shot was um, or or and, it was and, coming from the eye socket at one point or the I, eye socket yeah, yeah at one point I thought blood was coming from her eye socket yeah it, it, it looked like that it was brutal it was gory it was brutal Becky I think didn't realize the extent of it and kept just trying to like wipe away a little drop of blood here and there and she'd look <laughs> at her arm and her whole arm was covered in blood from her face it was insane and uh, our good friend Frank over at Everything is Wrestling Wednesday. I can't even say that. It's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> says the guy that has a podcast called the Monday Morning Monorail. I know, I know. But <laughs> but he said, uh, and I don't know if it was a tweet he quoted or if he said it himself, but basically Rousey and Lynch, if it wasn't the main event, we all should we all should riot, right? Oh, that absolutely. Was, yeah. That was before we knew what happened and that Becky was really, really injured. I mean, we could tell she was injured, but we didn't know she had a concussion. Um, and that's serious business. You don't mess around with that. So before no, absolutely we, not. Yeah, before we knew that, he was absolutely right. Of course, I've been pounding the ground for a women's main event at a major, major pay-per-view um, since WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agreed with that, that Rousey Lynch should have been the main event. Um, and, and now we're... We're missing out on that as fans, but but Becky's got to get better. She will. She's going to come out of this looking stronger and better than ever, and she's going to come back with a vengeance, and I don't want to be Nia Jax when that happens because... Oh, hell no. And uh, (laughs) those two have continued to go at each other on social media. Like, not only is Becky Lynch dominating the WWE Universe in the ring, her social media game is second to none. She is just straight up owning Ronda Rousey at every turn, and now that Nia has stuck her for the lack of a better term, knows into this situation. Uh, Becky is is breaking her face on social media. And you talk about how Becky is going to come out on the other side better for this. I a thousand percent agree with you. I called her Stone Cold Becky Lynch earlier, and I think this is another uh, parallel that Becky is going to be compared to Steve Austin in this aspect because the f- when Monday Night Raw was going off the air, with Becky Lynch, as you said, T-posing above the entire WWE Universe in the crowd, telling Ronda that this is her show, my mind immediately went to uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart fighting at WrestleMania 13, where that match ends with Bret Hart locking on the sharpshooter to Steve Austin as Steve Austin's face is nothing but a crimson mask, just blood mm-hmm. pouring from it. And he never tapped out. He just straight up passed out. And that's how the match ended. And that right there was one of those pivotal moments in Steve Austin's career that turned him from Steve Austin into Steve Austin. So yeah. I, I completely agree that in the long run, this is going to be for the uh, for the betterment of Becky. She's uh, I hate the fact that it happened when it did because she's been on such a hot roll. And I mean, if if you don't consider this like the run of her career, I would be interested to see what you thought was better than this. But I mean, if it isn't her best run, it's like right up there. And like 
that was a star-making segment. Becky was already killing it. She was, pardon the pun, because this is kind of her uh, phrase, straight fire. Now she is like, like I said, she is the face of the company, whether it comes to men or women. Becky yep. Lynch is the WWE right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and she needs to be the flag bearer. Put her out front. She's got all the heat, deservedly so, and, and especially with the void that they're trying to fill on Raw right now with the departure of Roman Reigns, um, at least for now. Hopefully he comes back eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now is the time. Let the women shine. Let them take the ball and run with it. I think this is the opportunity. Absolutely. And it does suck that we're not going to get Becky and Ronda at Survivor Series. And I'm going to echo what Frank said. This absolutely should have been the main event of Survivor Series. And and it's a bummer because they were or the women were finally going to be able to main event at one of the big shows of the year. But I think it's interesting the fact that they're replacing uh, Becky with Charlotte because the rumor out there had always been that Charlotte and Ronda was going to be at uh, WrestleMania, possibly in the main event, especially in a year where you're not going to have Roman Reigns, assuming you're not going to have Roman Reigns, in a year where John Cena is nowhere to be seen to you know get into that main event scene. Uh, I don't think you would put Brock Lesnar back in the main event scene just because I don't think anybody would be that interested. So I think this might actually set up Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah, that would be great. And and what a what a fitting culmination um, of everything that's happened with Becky. That would be absolutely epic. I'm all in. Sign me up now. And give mm-hmm. me tickets. Buy me tickets. Well, uh, d- uh, funny you say that. Tickets for WrestleMania have uh, just gone on sale or will be going uh, right on sale if you listen to this episode when it releases. So, listeners, if you would like to send Near Fall Radio to WrestleMania, please let us know. At Landaz on Twitter, I'm sure we can figure something out. We will humbly accept. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we both agree that uh, Becky is going to come out on the other end of this looking strong. But, uh, unfortunately, for the woman that instigated all of this, uh, I guess, hullabaloo, for the lack of a better word, Nia Jax. And if this was just the first instance of somebody, you know, getting injured with Nia, I'd be like, okay, that was that was a mistake. And as we've said before, mistakes happen in, in this business, in, in this physical business. And, and I think that's kind of the conclusion we landed on when it when it came to uh, Brie Bella a couple months ago at this point when she uh, concussed Liv Morgan with the yes kicks. But unfortunately, Nia has a history of hurting people she's in the ring with. Uh, she dropped Charlotte Flair on her head twice in an April uh, 2017 episode of Raw. I mean, like some really scary stuff. And then... Uh, didn't catch Charlotte on a moonsault and Charlotte just straight up face planted on the outside onto the concrete. That was gross. Bailey ended up missing her match with Alexa Bliss at uh, SummerSlam 2017 after Nia threw her and she jacked up her shoulder. Uh, here recently, Zelina Vega uh, got a concussion at the Battle Royal uh, at Evolution when Nia Jax threw her out. On top of that, Tamina got a busted nose from that. Now, you, you could say that was more on Tamina for not catching it, but at the same time, I mean, Nia once again is involved like Jay when is enough going to be enough with with Nia Jax I'm not I'm not advocating for anybody to lose their job and I'm not saying Nia Jax needs to lose her, her job but what I am saying is I think WWE needs to tell Nia slow it down and maybe send her back down to NXT to tighten up the loose screws and let her work on her game I mean it's like there's been other stars that have gone down to developmental and that was not detrimental to their career I mean Two WWE future Hall of Famers in the Big Show and Mark Henry went down to developmental to improve their game, and they came back better. And it's just like, when is enough going to be enough that WWE realizes eventually somebody's going to get really, really hurt? I mean, I'm not downplaying what happened to Becky. She got really hurt. But at the same time, all reports indicate she's going to make a full recovery. But at the same time, if this keeps happening, I really feel like they're just pushing their luck. Well, I got to say... When you're messing with the, the headliner and taking her out of the potential main event for a pay-per-view event that's coming up that weekend, I think time has come. Um, and you're right. Like, Nia should not lose her job by any stretch of the imagination. I'm actually a big fan of Nia Jax. I, I really mm-hmm. like the Unstoppable Force. I, I think she's fun to watch. I think she's imposing. She brings a, a great energy to the ring, and she, she can be a lot of fun. 
Um, but at the end of the day, we got to make sure we're safe. We got to make sure everybody in that ring is safe. Um, including Nia Jax, really, because honestly, if all of these are just because she's just a little off, she's a little loose, she could end up hurting herself really bad as well. Mm-hmm. So Easily. Yeah, so it would not be a bad idea at all to send her back to NXT for a little while, let her do her thing down there, and, and like you said, plenty of uh, stars, future Hall of Famers have made the jump. Uh, back to the main roster and come back better for it. And another one, a star in the making, Drew McIntyre, did the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a great point. So um, so no no harm, no foul. I mean, well, there was harm, foul. Uh, but... <laughs> and, and a foul, even if you're playing street, street ball. <laughs> in fact, personal foul. Uh, yeah, I take it all back. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't think that it would be necessarily something that could be looked at as, as punitive, more so uh, to try to improve for the future so that they protect their talent, they protect her, and she has a longer career, and she can come back better for it. I really think she could. So I think, my opinion, now's the time. Make Absolutely. It, because actually, to be honest, I've been saying the, that the women have a lot of talent over there. It's, they're not lacking for it. So they don't necessarily need Naya to carry any kind of, uh, of the burden of, uh, for the entertainment value. Um, she can take a little break and, and, and try to tighten it up. So, Absolutely. And, and uh, sending her down to developmental, that means she goes back down to NXT. And with all the, all the spotlight that's on that product right now and the way it's thought of, rightfully so, online and in the minds of wrestling fans – that's a pretty dadgum good place to land, especially if reports are true that she has heat with people behind the scenes from the fallout of, of this injury to Becky Lynch. And in the long run, this would do her some good as well. Yeah. Bring up Kyrie Sane. It's time for her to come up. Mm-hmm. And and we can drop Nia down there and she can do her thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, uh, and again, just want to reiterate, neither one of us are saying that Nia Jax needs to lose her job. Nobody needs to lose her job in this situation, just maybe she needs to work on her craft a little bit. Yeah, agreed. Like you said earlier, she has plenty of talent. She's a former uh, WWE Women's Champion. And speaking of champions, there is a new WWE Champion on SmackDown in kind of a surprising manner uh, this past Tuesday an impromptu announced matchup between WWE champion AJ Styles taking on the man he was supposed to play or face at Crown Royal over in Saudi Arabia, uh, Daniel Bryan. And in a, a very shocking move, not only did Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles for the championship, and in the in the process, maybe even more shocking, Daniel Bryan turned heel. Like, right. like, like, there's no gray area about this. He he kicked him in the dick, which apparently that is AJ's kryptonite, because if you've been paying attention to, to WWE booking for the last year, Shinsuke Nakamura got like a three-month run of just like taking AJ to dick kick city. And then and then even Samoa Joe, uh, his main focus of uh, of his AJ feud was going after uh, AJ's children, you know, the stuff that comes out of uh, here. <laughs> so I don't know what uh, SmackDown's obsession with AJ Styles' uh, playground, Drunk. so to speak, is, but uh, shocking. Like, Jay, like, it, it was a great match, don't get me wrong, but I was legitimately stunned with the outcome because I was expecting uh, Raw to come and invade uh, SmackDown like they did in previous years and also in a, in a retaliation to the uh, women's roster of SmackDown messing up the end of Raw the night before. So I was legit shocked and completely surprised by this. Jay, what, what, what do you think on this? Yeah, this one hit me like a kick right in the dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, but, you know, I think um, maybe this was something that... Well, okay, okay. First, let me address the title changing hands. Um, I wondered if this is something that was supposed to happen at the Crown Victoria, um, and because Daniel Bryan decided not to go, then you know it just kind of delayed it. That's why we had the title change hands on SmackDown. I could be wrong, but well, you I, might not be wrong because uh, there are reports saying that uh, this was always in the plans that they were going to get the title onto Daniel Bryan. So you might be onto something. The only thing that really kind of changed in response to uh, Becky Lynch going out was them pulling the trigger on uh, Daniel turning heel. That, right. at least that, that's what reports are saying right now. 
Yeah, and and so that's probably the bigger surprise, and mostly because, um, you know, Daniel Bryan is like the biggest baby face of all time. Uh, people love him. Uh, he he gets a huge pop. Everybody all, is always excited to respond to the the yes uh, motions, <laughs> the double fingers to the sky, um, and I don't know. Like it, it sounds like in the background, Daniel. This is something Daniel Bryan had kind of been lobbying for for mm-hmm. a while. Um, so and that's kind of interesting too. I guess it you know it's it's smart because. It, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I don't know if maybe um, other people did, but um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Now, AJ Styles, here's the thing. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe there is something about him that makes you want to hit him right in the penis. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, And people just can't help it. Like, Obviously, three different wrestlers have gone there, three different opponents at least. We you know Who knows? There may have been more. Um <laughs> I mean, he is a flat earther, so I don't know if that plays into it at all. Oh, man, now I want to kick him in the balls. (laughs) You know, I think we might have just figured something out here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, everybody, if you're interested in kicking AJ Styles right in the junk, the line forms over here. Um, (laughs) Be sure to get your fast pass uh, to be the crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I did not realize that about him. Weird. But, but, you know, I might perceive things a little differently if, if I was constantly being hit. Uh, right in the baby maker. So. Yeah, that is true. Uh, of course, he comes from Gainesville, Georgia, and, and God knows what type of education you get in a state like Georgia. Go Vols. We, can, we can't say much. <laughs> yes, we can. We absolutely can. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, get well soon. Uh, AJ's waiting tackle, and uh, <laughs> congratulations, Daniel Bryan. And, and I'm, I'm excited because it, it is going to be interesting to see um, where they take this now. Mm-hmm. I'm interested uh, as well because it changes this Sunday's WWE Survivor Series match. It was supposed to be a rematch from last year's uh, Survivor Series. We were going to see AJ Styles taking on Brock Lesnar again, but with uh, AJ losing the WWE Championship, we'll, and we'll go ahead and get into Survivor Series, we're now going to see Brock Lesnar uh, take on Daniel Bryan, and we'll get to that match uh, a little bit later, because I like to run through the card in the uh, order we're probably going to see it in. So let's start in what I assume is going to be in the pre-show matchup. We have Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy uh, defending his uh, Cruiserweight Championship, the one that he won at... Uh, what w- God, there's been so many events. Great, or, no, not the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, Super Brawl Super, Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's taking on Mustafa Ali. Uh, Jay, who do you think uh, is going to walk away with the Cruiserweight title and why? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with Buddy Murphy to retain in this one. Um, I think I, I don't have a lot of good reasoning for it other than the fact that uh, he just got the strap, and uh, I, I just feel like he's he's quite the performer. I enjoy watching him work. I mean, I like Mustafa Ali as well. Um, I don't get to see a lot of cruiserweight um, live, 205, 205 live, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't have a lot of background or anything. But I will just say that... Um, I really enjoy when I do see the matches. I know they're fun to watch. I think this will be entertaining. Um, but I think it, it'll, it'll just, it's going to heat the crowd up, but I think Murphy pulls it off. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you as well. I think Buddy Murphy is going to retain the title here. Uh, as long as it took them to put the strap on Buddy, I don't see them taking it off of him so soon. Uh, and this is going to be the perfect match to get the crowd going. Uh, the cruiserweights, whenever they come out, uh, you're going to see all their high-flying moves, or if you're a, a smart on the internet, some flippy-dippy moves, if you want to call them that. Uh, both are two, or both him and Mustafa Ali are very talented workers and can really do some innovative stuff, but I do think Buddy picks up the victory, similar in the vein of thinking you are, just because he just got it. Yeah, it's new. It's mm-hmm. shiny and new. Exactly, and everybody loves new things. And uh, <laughs> in the match that just has pre-show written all over it, this is the most pre-show, pre-show match of all time. It is the 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series Tag Team Elimination match between the tag teams of Raw, led by uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. You also have the Revival. You have the B-Team. You have Lucha House Party. Uh, you have the and the Ascension taking on the tag teams of SmackDown, led by the Usos, featuring the New Day. All three members, possibly. Uh, Sanity, 
all three members, possibly the uh, Good Brothers, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and the Colons. Excuse me, the Colones, Epico <laughs> and Primo. Who, I'll be honest, up until I saw them on Tuesday, I thought they had been released. So, uh, yeah. Jay, who Still wins? Around. Yeah, right. Uh, good on you for collecting paychecks, right? <laughs> uh, who, Jay? Who do you think wins this matchup, and why? And more importantly, why? Oh gosh, it is. It's exhausting to think about this match, honestly. Is there enough room on the ring apron? <laughs> um, and they don't have enough of that string for everybody to hold on to. You know, for for each one of these, they all <laughs> they need like a really long string so they all hold on to it and stay in their corner. And there's no way anybody could stay in a corner in this one. I, I don't even know how. I don't know. <laughs> They're gonna have to share the string. Yeah, they are. Every, it'll be really um, awkward. They're all going to be standing on top of each other with their like their thumb and, and index finger just pinching the string because that's all they can hold on to. Or um, maybe the string will have like uh, transferable powers if one person is, is holding on to <laughs> it. If you're touching him, you're oh, okay. also technically holding it, and then it's just like a chain of dudes yeah. touching each – never mind. Kind of like kind of like if you're going to grab an electric fence or something. I don't exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, anyway, um, I, right, this, <laughs> this is just going to be a cluster, but um, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go Team SmackDown, because, mostly just because I like the Usos, I, I like the New Day, um, I really like, you know, I like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They're um, too sweet, man. Yeah, uh, so, I, I'm picking them because that's who I want to win, not because I have any kind of insight into this match. <laughs> well, if you did say you had insight into this matchup, I'd call you a lying liar who lies. <laughs> okay. Um, I, am, I am that, but I don't have insight. <laughs> I'm going to go on the other side of the ring. Uh, one, just so we don't pick all the same stuff. Uh, and, like, I just think looking... Okay, first of all, look at the state of tag team wrestling in the WWE. This is really the haves and the have-nots. You have some really good teams at the top, a couple good teams in in the middle tier that could make the jump to the top with the Usos and the New Day, and then you just have a bunch of jobbers. Like, holy crap, what happened to the tag team division? Mm. Yeah, but, uh, like, I'm going to go with Team Raw just simply because they have legitimately, quote-unquote, I'm going to throw air... Uh, uh, some quotations around the legitimate part. They have five teams, and like I said, I didn't even know the colons were still around up until last Tuesday. So we thought we'd cleaned us, cleaned ourselves of the colons. <laughs> exactly, which uh, apparently WWE's insurance does not cover a colon cleansing. So uh, I'm going to go with Team Raw for reasons. Um, yeah. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I still feel like they're going to break up at some point and get a program out of that. So. Maybe you want to make them look strong before you break them up. And it's like the Revival's still really good. Uh, they just brought up Lucha House Party, so they might want to feature them. And I want them to do something with the Ascension. I think they've been uh, jobbed out, unfortunately, uh, unfairly ever since they got brought up. But at the same time, it's like you look at uh, Sanity. It's like, Sanity, why have they not been featured since they got called up from uh, the NXT roster earlier this year? So maybe this would be a good opportunity for them to do something. Uh, the Good Brothers, uh, they have been you know, pretty much persona non grata the last few weeks. They haven't been on TV. So <sighs> I, have, I literally have no idea what's going to happen in this matchup. But for the sake of picks, I'm going to go with Team Raw. How about that? That's fine. All right. You got to pick somebody. Yes, we have to pick somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's part. It is. It's implied in our mandate. Exactly. Uh, let's stick with the tag team side of the card. Uh, moving to the what I'm assuming is going to be on the main roster, uh, and uh, again, sp- it, 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 at least these two teams are you know good teams. We have AOP, the uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, with Drake Maverick taking on the Bar, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, with the Big Show on the outside. Jay, who do you think picks up this uh, win in our first champion versus champion matchup, and why? So, this is this for me is going to be more of a balancing act pick because I think that as we move into some of the uh, upcoming matches, that I'm going to be a little more heavy on the other side. So. I think the bar is going to pick up the victory here because I think the Big Show is going to tip the scales um, in their favor and, and they're going to end up bringing home the bragging rights of the bestest tag team champion <laughs> in all of the WWE. 
Um, I actually think and, Bestest Tag Team Champion is the name of their next show in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that would probably be the B-teams if they ever get the titles back. <laughs> that's what they're going to call themselves. But um, but no, and I like the bar. I like Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, I think they're fun to watch. I really think they work well together. Um, AOP just got the titles on Raw, and uh, and and that's awesome. I mean, I think they look good. I think, I think they are also a talented pairing, but... Um, I just think I think the big show is there to make an impact, so I think he's going to uh, help his team bring home the victory. Uh, I do think the big show is going to play into the end of this matchup, but I'm going to go on the other side. I'm I'm going to go with AOP, Occam, and Razor uh, picking up the victory here. You just mentioned they just got the Raw Tag Team Championships a couple weeks ago from Seth Rollins and the absent Dean Ambrose. Uh, I think this is a team that, if booked properly, could be killers on the Raw side of the roster. So I think picking up a victory over the bar would be a very nice uh, feather in the cap for a team that's you know still relatively young on the main roster. And I mentioned that the Big Show is going to play into the uh, into this match. I see this being like the 710th. Uh, face uh, slash heel turn for the big show just because like I don't know I have no reason to say that except you know that's just what the big show does he turns face and then he turns heel for literally no reason at all because uh, it just feels right in the moment <laughs> does it really feel right in the moment I mean like like when when he came out to turn heel on the new day he had literally no reason to come down to ringside except to turn heel like I, I, I doubt they're going to break up bar show or whatever they're calling themselves, but bar show. this, yeah, they're, I, I think I heard that on SmackDown this past week, but it's like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Big Show does like, you know, deliver a knockout punch to Cesaro or something, but, but I'm going to go with AOP because I think, uh, I think them picking up a victory over an established team and a very successful team in the bar would be a lot of momentum moving forward for them. Uh, let's continue on with our uh, Raw versus SmackDown stuff because remember this is the only night of the year that superstars of Raw versus SmackDown compete against each other except at that show in Saudi Arabia a couple weeks ago <laughs> and the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania yeah. and whenever they need okay, it to Okay, alright. Take your facts and get out of here. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> exactly. I heard Michael Cole say it, damn it, so it must be true. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do the uh, female uh, tag team match at this point. It is Team Raw led by uh, Alexa Bliss as the captain. Uh, it is Mickey James, the uh, infamous Nia Jax at this point. Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot taking on Team SmackDown of Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and a player to be named later. Ah, TBA. That's my favorite female wrestler. Yeah, shout out to Thompson Bowling Arena. So they're <laughs> so they're going to be taking on Vol Nation. Uh, Jay, who, who picks up this victory and why? Um, I am going to go Team Raw, and I believe I I feel strongly about it because I think uh, both Tamina and Nia Jax are forces to be reckoned with. Also, with Asuka being on the other side. Um, that leads me to believe that they're going to find another way for her to lose. Um, <laughs> and they, they're just finding new and creative ways for Asuka to be disappointing in the ring. So I'm sure something's going to happen. And her loss is going to be that she's distracted again by something. And James Ellsworth comes back out yeah, dressed up as her. Un unexpectedly pins her. And then that's all for Asuka <laughs> because that's what's happening to her all the time. Um, and, and really that's kind of the main thing. I, like, I think um, Carmella with her new brown hair, um, it, she's always fun to watch and she's exciting and um, because you never quite know what's going to happen with her. Her and our truth always, have been a fun pairing here recently. Yeah, up to up to a lot of fun antics. Um, and I like Naomi a lot, too. Um, I, I think she's really entertaining. She's, she's, she's definitely got some moves. Um, but... I'm looking over there at the at the team raw, and if, if I was if this was straight up and Ruby Riot as well, uh, being the latest addition to the team, um, I'm, I'm taking that side every time. So, in my head canon, you can't beat this because I I'm just I'm just saying like you've got you've got the unstoppable force over here. She just broke Becky Lynch's face. She's not gonna mm -hmm. lose Team SmackDown. So come on. Let her, put her in there, let her break everybody's face. Team Raw. 
Yeah, I'm going to echo uh, your pick. I'm going with Team Raw. And for a lot of the same reasons, you are uh, on the SmackDown side. Like you said, Carmella's a fun act, but like in-ring, she doesn't really uh, put the fear in God, so to speak, as you know some of the heavy hitters on Team Raw does. Naomi's good. Again, doesn't put the fear of God in you like some of the heavy hitters on uh, Team Raw. I do think down the road, Sonya Deville could get into that conversation of being in the you know same neighborhood as her teammate Oscar, who should be booked as a killer and who knows who the fifth uh, replacement's going to be probably be Mandy Rose or something and again good in the ring but doesn't you know instill the fear of God like the people on Raw does but uh, so I'm going to go with Raw real quick uh, I just loved on uh, this past episode of Raw when uh, Alexa Bliss was introducing her team she <laughs> Future WWE Hall of Famer, multiple-time women's champion, Mickey James, former champion, the irresistible force, Nia Jax, and Tamina. Tamina. <laughs> it's like, wait, yeah. what? It's like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she is the daughter of Jimmy Snooker. She, they could have said that. They, yeah, like, like, yeah, bring up uh, she has the lineage of a WWE Hall of Famer. Look at yeah. that. We should be writing promos for, the, for, uh, for Raw. Call us up, WWE. Hit, hit me up. <laughs> Uh, and I also think uh, the outside aspect of Alexa Bliss, who uh, unfortunately reports are getting out there. She might not be cleared to get back in the ring for a while because she suffered suffered several concussions in pretty quick succession. So her in-ring future is kind of up at the air at this point. But I do think her on the outside, as well as the rest of the Riot Squad and Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, they are going to play into this matchup. So like I could very easily see this coming down to, you know, like five on one where every member of Team Raw is standing and it comes down to Oscar, and like Oscar will probably, uh, Oscar will will they'll try and make Oscar look good. She'll probably take down Ruby Riot, maybe, uh, maybe Natalia and Mickey James, and then and then she's just overpowered by by the sheer power of Nia Jackson Tamina. So I'm gonna go with Team Raw. Yeah, I think. See, that's another creative way that they could you know make Oscar look stupid is just put her, in, <laughs> let, put her in the ring all by herself and let all the other. Uh, you know, standing members of the Raw team come and just beat the crap out of her, and then there, that's the end of it. Well, you said gets hit by a truck again. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they just drop an anvil on her uh, from <laughs> from the rafters. It's like she's Wiley Coyote. <laughs> you say that would be a, a way to make her look dumb. It's like I actually think if done right, that might be a good way to help Oscar get back some of that killer aura that the recent booking has kind of taken away from her because if she goes five on one and even just eliminates a couple people like in the scenario I laid out, I do think she would look good in defeat. Granted it's yeah. looking good in defeat, <laughs> but at the same time like it might be salvageable. It's possible. Yeah, it's that's a good point. And and maybe they do. Maybe they give her a, a nice run uh, knock out a few people and, and then, you know, she just runs out of gas or something at some point. It's certainly possible. Um, I don't trust them to do that with Oscar. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think she'll be out early. I think she's going to be the first one out. Oh my God. Go. Like, like that will, that will be just table flipping time. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Hashtag save Oscar. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm throwing stuff because I'm so upset. Yeah, I was going to say, apparently Jay's already in uh, table flip mode over the uh, perceived uh, slight that Asuka's going to see at Survivor Series. And finally, the last Team Raw versus Team SmackDown matchup we have. It's the five-on-five elimination match between the male side of the card. It is Team Raw with Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley with Baron Corbett and Leo Rush on the outside taking on The Miz, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, and the best wrestler in the entire damn world Shane McMahon because he <laughs> Shane McMahon won the best in the world he, it, he it, has the cup oh, oh my god like uh. he has the cup sorry I just had a brain aneurysm Jay who do you think wins this matchup and why like like Shane McMahon's not the best it, sorry go ahead again scoreboard he has the cup so <laughs> yeah, take that I don't CM know what punk. you're arguing I don't know what <laughs> I honestly don't know where, where you're coming with that argument but where you're coming from but uh, he is the best yeah. wrestler of the entire world, so you know. God. It's on his. It's on his mantle. Oh um, god! <laughs> that was like such a sorry. Just a sidetrack. Just one second. It's such a McMahon thing to do to just be like, you know what? We're crowning the best in the world. That should be me. Yeah, give it <laughs> why to my son. Be, damn it! <laughs> why should that be anyone else? It should be Shane. Like, like, and, and while we're still on that sidebar, I did not watch Crown Jewels. 
but I uh, I saw online uh, that the picture of Shane McMahon winning the World Cup next to the picture of Brock Lesnar winning the Universal title. I'm like, okay, somebody clearly is just trolling the hell out of the internet. And then I looked okay. at it, it's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. But, nope. uh, Oh, All hosted God. by your favorite family-friendly, oh my, friendly, <laughs> oh my um, God. wholesome I, representative and my brother. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, I, I, I guess I guess their thinking was if 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 our audience isn't going to watch this, let's just go ahead and get everything we know they're going to hate out of the way, and yeah. that that way they don't have to see it. Rip Sorry, the off. Uh, Jay, pick this matchup while I pour okay. myself some more bourbon. All right. Um, so again, I mentioned earlier I, I had already picked uh, Team SmackDown in the the tag team matchup. I picked them in the, the ridiculous twelve on twelve matchup, <laughs> um, and and so I said I got to balance it out a little bit here. So I do think that Ziggler, McIntyre, Strowman, Valor, and Lashley are going to come home victorious um, in in this matchup, mostly because of Braun Strowman because. He's the man, and he should destroy everybody in the ring, even and, his own team. And this past Monday, they gave him a fun new nickname, Magic Meat Castle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want that t-shirt, damn it. Yeah, actually, uh, so well, as we were watching the Raw replay, that was one thing that stood out to everybody uh, on my couch. We all decided that that was the best nickname anyone's ever had. <laughs> so he's he is a Magic Meat Castle for sure. Um, so Meat Castle is going to bring this thing home. Um you know, obviously they've also got uh, – he's not alone, right? I mean, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, all guys – Finn Balor, all guys that can bring it. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who should have been the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph got and, robbed. Yeah, he got robbed. And then we've got – you know, if, if that's not enough, you've got Baron Corbin, who loves to cheat, and Leo Rush on the outside. Who's so. going to chant Lashley? I think about uh, – what, what do you want to set the over-under at at Lashley uh, chants? Uh, I'm thinking 74 and a half. <laughs> You might be a little low. I'm going. I'm taking the over. <laughs> you take the over. Slam it hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they're all going to get a chance to beat up Shane McMahon at some point. Um, I think Samoa Joe looks good in this match because they, you know, they, they want to give Joe his due. Rey Mysterio, I, I think he'll be an early out. Uh, the Miz may stick around because honestly, in that best of the world tournament, they made the Miz look pretty strong. Mm-hmm, um, they did, uh, and and with the with the outcome that happened this past Tuesday with a heel Daniel Bryan winning the championship. I know a lot of people have been predicting it's going to be Miz versus Bryan for the title at Mania, but most people assumed that Miz was going to be the heel and Daniel Bryan was going to be the face. Yeah. Is there a possibility that we still see that matchup, but the heel and face dynamic is flipped and it all started at WWE Crown Royal? <laughs> it very well could be. I mean, everything else is topsy-turvy, so why not that? Um, but yeah, uh, I think, unfortunately, I think Jeff Hardy goes out early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it'll, I think it'll end up coming down to. <laughs> I think it may end up, it may have been Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> I, I, oh god, I, I wish I could say I disagree, but yeah, I could very easily see a scenario where Ray and Jeff get eliminated early. Uh, Samoa Joe is unfortunately the next to go. Miz will valiantly fight because they're. It seems like they're trying to turn Miz face, and then. Sweet Jesus. The best wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon, is going to go one on the entire uh, Raw side, and he's going to deliver some of those god-awful punches of his. And Oh, God. I, I, I weep for the souls of uh, who, wh- uh, whatever superstars he eliminates, but I also am going to pick Team Raw because I just think, you know, one through five, that is a damn good team that's put yeah. together. Oh, yeah. and, and like you pointed out, Baron Corbin's going to be on the outside. Stephanie McMahon showed up to uh, to you know rip his balls off this past Monday on Raw about how he's a terrible uh, acting general manager. So I think Baron is going to make sure his his team gets over, especially because Stephanie is demanding that you know uh, they embarrass SmackDown and more particularly, best in the world, Shane McMahon. Yeah, exactly. They'll be up to no good. So Raw brings it home. That's that. Okay, so now we're two and two. Or at least my picks are two and two. What did, what did you end up at? Are you a little more lopsided? Uh, I went with uh, I went with the Raw tag team uh, in the pre-show. I went with uh, Raw on the women's, and I just went okay. with Raw on uh, on the men. So apparently, I'm picking SmackDown to just get the crap beat out of them yeah. this uh, this uh, Sunday. Yeah. Well, 
it'll be nice to be right again. I won't remind <laughs> you of it Sunday. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? We uh, we tied for uh, for uh, that uh, Super Brawl Saturday. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about being right. Technically, the last one that was right was me. So, you know, hail to the king, baby. Moving on, moving on. Don't want to talk about that. Uh, it is now time to talk about uh, the match we started to uh, – we talked about at the very top of this preview segment. It is the newly changed champion versus champion matchup of Brock Lesnar, the universal champion, taking on the newly crowned WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Jay, who do you think wins this matchup and why? <sighs> Gosh, Brock Lesnar. I kind of thought we were done with Brock Lesnar. I did too. Like, 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 I was so ready to be done with Suplex City. I thought they condemned it and shut it down. But no. Uh, well, I kind of think that um, I think Daniel Bryan is about to pay for his crimes against humanity because I have a feeling that he's going to have to endure. <laughs> Uh, oh, a thousand suplexes and maybe three or four F5s. Do you remember the day when a finishing move used to actually be a finishing move? And it was unbelievable to see someone kick out of a finishing move. Since I'm old, yes, I do remember those days. Yeah. I mean, it would happen once in a while, but it was just like, what? And everybody was shocked and amazed. Um, but now you have to F5 somebody out of the ring and then bring them back in and F5 them one more time. Yeah, it, it took freaking five F5s to put down uh, Braun Strowman at, uh, at Family Jewels. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I know. It was dumb. Um, so I imagine that after uh, conservatively 37 suplexes <laughs> and then two F5s, I'm going to say two F5s, uh, Daniel Bryan goes down. And that, that's not before, you know, he gets in his yes kicks. Um, I'm sure we'll see a little bit of that. We'll get to see Daniel Bryan, um, you know, looking strong, looking good in the beginning. But I, I just think I, I can't see them um, handing Daniel Bryan a victory here. So Raw bringing home the, the, the victory with part-time wrestler Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I wish I could say I disagreed with you on this. Uh, I'm obviously a big Daniel Bryan fan. And this is a ma- – thank you, Zoe. This is a matchup that – I was kind of bummed that we never got when Brian initially uh, retired, but then after hearing about all of his injury history, I was like, okay, maybe it's a good thing that Brian didn't get in the ring with Brock Lesnar because, like you said, Brock Lesnar's matchups, they just revolve around spamming German suplexes and then spamming F5s. So I was worried, you know, especially in Brian's case where he has a history of, you know, concussions and stuff like that. Him being thrown around like a child by Brock Lesnar might not be great. So while I am looking forward to this matchup, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope nothing bad happens to Daniel Bryan. You but, think maybe Jinder Mahal will come out and interfere after <laughs> after what happened to, to him and his group? I will say it was pretty fun watching uh, Jinder Mahal... And and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what are the Singh brothers? The Singh brothers. I, I was I couldn't come up with Singh. I don't know why, but it was really fun watching. It was like a tossing Singh brothers for distance competition. Like, <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yep, mm-hmm. that was pretty fun to watch. So I kind of feel like who knows? Maybe they come out and get involved, or maybe uh, Strong Brownman comes out and gets involved. <laughs> um, you mean Magic Meat Mountain? Yeah, Magic Meat Mountain. <laughs> Magic Meat Castle. <laughs> Magic Meat Castle. <laughs> Uh, comes out and gets involved, but uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, Brock, Brock's going to get, it's funny when you said he just spams German suplexes and, and F5s. It made me think back to the days when I used to play uh, Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo, and pretty much I just, I would just suplex people until their health bar was all the way down, and then <laughs> apply finishing move and it's over with. So I was, Yeah, and it's done with. So I didn't even know it, but uh, I was playing, you know, a Brock Lesnar proxy before uh, before we even knew who Brock Lesnar was. Yeah, you were playing a Brock Lesnar simulator. Yeah, how cool! And and speaking on this past Monday when uh, Brock was having his uh, throw Singh brothers for distant <laughs> contest, on a couple of those suplexes, like I was legitimately worried how the Singh brothers landed yeah. because at a couple points he dropped them literally on the back of their heads, yeah. and now he's going to do it to Daniel Bryan, who once again has a history of concut like. Just, Daniel, please get through this matchup safely. Uh, I do think we are going to see some outside interference. Uh, I 
I doubt it's going to be from Jinder Mahal and the Sings because, you know, everybody's clamoring for that matchup we didn't get last year of Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. Right. Sarcasm. Uh, but I honestly think AJ Styles is going to show up because AJ Styles is now very inconspicuous from this card, losing his match against Brock Lesnar this past Tuesday. So I think I think we might see AJ come out and, uh, for lack of a better term, back of lack of a better term, give Brian a receipt for what he did to him uh, on SmackDown. Hmm. And I, I so I think AJ is going to interject himself into this uh, matchup as well. Interesting. That that's. That's a very good point. So uh, it could be true. Or maybe he gets the night off and actually gets to spend time with his family like Joe always wanted for him. Exactly. Yeah, he can make sure that Samoa Joe doesn't show up to read them some creepy bedtime story and uh, stand out on their front lawn screaming Wendy. And if he does show up, maybe he should wear a cup or something because he's definitely going to (laughs) hit right in the the nutcracker. Yeah, seriously, like like – WWE Universe, if you care about AJ Styles, we need to start like a GoFundMe for for just like a cup, or or, or maybe we can we can Venmo him the money or something. You know, maybe this really is uh, WWE being concerned about AJ Styles as a parent, and they really don't want him having another kid, <laughs> and so this is them proactively trying to stop him from reproducing. Hashtag Samoa Joe was right. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and uh, in the last of our champion versus champion matchups, it is the Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins taking on the United States Champion Shinsuke Nakamura in one of the matchups that I've been looking forward to ever since this was announced. Uh, Seth Rollins has been on a tear, for the lack of a better term. He has been burning it down <laughs> week after week, month after month this year, uh, putting on just match of the night after match of the night, taking on... Shinsuke Nakamura, who is a good in-ring worker, though you might not remember it because he hasn't been on TV uh, in-ring up until the last couple weeks. And, it, I mean, it had been a long time since uh, Nakamura was featured at all on WWE programming. So, Jay, who do you think is going to win this matchup between two of the uh, best in the world? I mean, clearly none of them are Shane McMahon, but they're right up there with him. Jay, uh, so who walks out of here on Sunday with the W? This one, this one, I think, has uh, potential to be a very, very entertaining match. And considering we're not getting Becky and Rousey, maybe it'll be the match of the night. Um, I, I think that we're probably going to see Rollins continue to to roll here, because as you mentioned, he's he's been performing great, putting on great matches, um, winning, pulling victories out of the jaws of defeat. Um, Always looking like he's got a terribly hurt knee, but somehow coming out victorious. Um, so I, I think he'll continue that here. I think Shinsuke is kind of falling into the um, Asuka problem of, uh, mm-hmm. of you know, he he had this huge buildup. You know, he was being booked very strong, and then he runs into AJ Styles, and no matter how many times he crotch shots him, he can't win. Uh, and then they, you know... I was happy that they gave him kind of the consolation prize of the U.S. championship from uh, Jeff Hardy, um, but I, don't, I, I really can't see what good it would do for, for him to win this match. Um, so I, I really I think Seth Rollins is going to win this one. I think if it was a straight-up matchup between these two, I think Rollins would walk away victorious. But once again, going back to our previous matchup, how I said very, you know, surprisingly not featured on the card is AJ Styles. Very surprisingly not featured on the card is Dean Ambrose. So I think that Dean Ambrose is going to end up costing Seth Rollins this matchup. And I see Shinsuke Nakamura walking away here. And another reason... I'm picking Shinsuke here is I think Shinsuke needs something to hang his hat on because ever since he got the U.S. strap off of Jeff Hardy, he hasn't done anything else. He hasn't been on TV like on a consistent basis in forever. And I mean, this past Tuesday on, on SmackDown, he literally phoned in his promo when he held up his phone showing a video of Seth Rollins talking about him. And it's like, okay, I'm sure this... This was cool in theory, but it didn't come out that way. And plus, Seth Rollins at this point, he's not going to be hurt by the loss to Shinsuke Nakamura, where like, if Nakamura picks up the loss here, what does he do next? So I'm hoping that Shinsuke picks up the victory here, and also I'm picking Shinsuke just so I'm not picking literally everybody on Raw to win at Survivor Series. 
you had to had to put a little blue in your card or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to make a political joke there. And uh, finally, what I'm assuming is still going to be the main event, uh, even though it would be more main event if it was originally booked. It is the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey taking on Charlotte Flair once again in place of SmackDown Women's Champion. The man, Becky Lynch. Jay, who do you think wins this match and why? Well, we've talked a lot about outside interference affecting the end of a match uh, tonight um, in a lot of these different matchups. And this is the one that I was reserving it for because Rousey is unbeatable. She she showed time and time again that she can beat two people at once. Um, She continues to do moves to two people at a time um (laughs) no matter how ridiculous they look yeah um and you know so basically she's superhuman which i get it you know wwe is is really trying to cash in on the the craze um and the momentum that ronda had even when she came in just initially and she's been doing really well in ring but but here's the thing so i was reading some articles earlier today and and it made a very good point basically it was saying that up until this point ronda's had the benefit of for for her big main event matches and pay-per-views she's had the benefit of spending a lot of time with her opponent uh practicing running through making sure they knew their spots and that everything was tight leading into the match so it wasn't a lot of off the cuff it wasn't a lot of um in ring you know uh blocking basically but she's not going to have that benefit now because she had been doing work with Becky. Becky's out. Charlotte's in at the last second. They might get some time to practice before the match. They probably will, but not nearly to the extent that she's had leading up to now. So it's going to be a lot more off the cuff, a lot more um, on the fly. So that being the case, um, and and Charlotte, Charlotte's good at what she does she's a good performer she knows what she's doing in the ring so i imagine that we're still going to get a good product but i think because they're probably not going to be able to uh, play this match out like they scripted it i think i could basically see every single woman on the raw roster and maybe even smackdown coming out and interfering in this match and basically causing ronda to lose like i Na- name a per- name a person in the back, and I and and they could lead the charge. You know, maybe and maybe even it's Becky. Maybe Becky gets to show up or something. I don't I don't know, but but somebody um, is going to interfere because otherwise Ronda would win. Uh, but I, the way that they've booked her, I can't imagine that she would just lose to Flair um, straight up. So I I think that um, we're going to see some outside interference, and that's going to lead. Uh, to Ronda losing this one, and and Charlotte Flair will be, uh, you know, get the bragging rights, uh, boost her up a little bit, and, and get her going, and you know, on in another direction uh, on the SmackDown card. So that that's what I'm going with. Okay, uh, I could very easily see some outside interference in this matchup, uh, particularly from the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship, uh, the infamous Nia Jax. I could see her and Tamina getting involved and possibly uh, affecting the outcome of this matchup. And before I get to my pick, can we talk about how Ronda Rousey is apparently, like, her new thing is talking about millennials and avocado toast and skinny jeans. Like, like I don't know if you saw that promo on Raw. That is some wrestle crap stuff. That, that was one of the worst promos I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like, like, like y- you talk about how, how she's come along in the ring. Yeah. And she has. And for the most part, I thought her promos have been good. But here recently, and especially this past past week, ever since she's had to go up against Becky Lynch, like, she has just crapped the bed behind the microphone. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to pick Ronda to pick up the victory here because I think if we are going to get the possible matchup of Becky and Ronda main eventing WrestleMania, what better story would it be to tell Ronda being undefeated heading in to WrestleMania to take on Becky Lynch and Becky takes that streak from her. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally see that too. That makes a lot of sense. As always, you somewhat convinced me that maybe I made the wrong pick, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick by it because I really I I just think, you know, I, I don't think it causes Ronda to lose any momentum because she loses due to outside interference or something. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with. It. Okay, all right, good deal. Well, that is the uh, Survivor Series card. 
before we get out of here, uh, speaking on Charlotte Flair, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not on uh, the segment on SmackDown where Becky came out and chose her replacement. She chose Charlotte. Did it bother you that Becky like hugged Charlotte Flair and then immediately afterwards Charlotte cut a promo? It's like for years or for half my career I've been fighting against Becky Lynch, but this Sunday I'm going to be fighting for Becky Lynch. Like for me, that kind of felt out of place considering the last few months these two have been in just like a blood feud, and and that and that is a rarity in this day and age. All of the sudden, they're all cool now. Like like. I, I know this is me just being a nitpicky, stupid internet wrestling fan, but it's like that just felt a little off. I, and, and I'm curious uh, if, uh, if you had that same feeling as well. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. But, you know, maybe they went to the same therapist that uh, Bailey and Sasha went to, and, <laughs> and it solved the problem instantaneously. Um, yeah, it, it is. It was a little, it seemed a little out of story, uh, a little out of place. So. It's, it's kind of odd, but I think that's also a little bit of the background, um, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff coming through and, and bleeding into the story a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I, because I think behind the scenes they are probably good friends and they respect each other a lot. So, um, you know, basically her, one of her comrades went down in the line of fire um, and, and she's going to go out there and put on a show for her, so... Yeah, that's true, and and I didn't even think of them going to see Doctor Shelby for some therapy. But I mean, like, like you talk about uh, the behind the scenes stuff. It's like uh, Becky and Charlotte, uh, including Sasha and uh, and Bailey. I mean, they're the four horsewomen. They they are legitimate friends behind the scenes. They came up together with each other. So it might be one of those things. It's like you have brothers and sisters. I had a brother. It's like. We love each other, and we could go to war with each other, like knock down Drago. But as soon as somebody else steps up to uh, to that brother or sister, oh hell no! Yeah. The only person that can that can kick their ass is me. So we're gonna do something. Okay, so, all right. You talked about how you how you changed, uh, or I changed your mind. You just changed my mind. So good on you. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. That feels like a good place to stop. So, uh, Jay, before we get out of here, give the lovely listeners some plugs where they can hear you and your lovely family. Uh, you can uh, give me a call. My phone number. In, oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we have a little podcast we do all about the Walt Disney World Resort, traveling to it, um, discussing the news, rumors, innuendo, all the things and also digging into attractions, clothes, and otherwise um, with our good friend Landon, the Dawes Dome. So if that sounds like something that might be interesting to you, you can hear that on a little podcast called the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play Music, all of the places, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Morning Monorail, uh, everywhere else for Monday Morning Monorail. It's just... That was way too many letters for Twitter. So Yeah, it really cuts into the 280 character limit. It really does. So uh, check us out. It's a lot of fun. If you're a fan of theme parks and, and anthropomorphic mouse, mice, then you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah, especially those that uh, rule the world. And also, if you do want to call Jay, uh, like he was teasing earlier, they have a, uh, a 1-800 number you can call in. We do, so. we do have a voicemail, yeah. Yeah, voicemail. I don't know if it's a 1-800 number. It's, it's not. probably not. Yeah, yeah, those things are expensive, <laughs> I found out. So. It is not, but it's still a voice. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a Google Voice voicemail, and uh, it works pretty well. And if you do call the voicemail, we'll play it on the show. So there you go. Uh, you, the lovely listener, can get your voice uh, heard on another podcast. And uh, remember, speaking of getting your voice heard on this podcast, if you go to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review, the offer still stands. Jay will cut a wrestling promo on you. Uh, shout out to uh, Chip Bricks. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> he hit the bricks. And if you tell me <laughs> in your review, like in what wrestler style you want me to do the promo, I'll do my best to do an impression. Oh, damn. Like, okay, I'm going to have to go uh, and register some fake iTunes <laughs> accounts. A, not only so I can get the rating up uh, and, you know, more ratings. B, I want to see you cut a promo in Santina Morello style. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do my homework. You'll love it. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, be sure to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's where you can find the latest from me. 280 characters at a time. I also on our website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. And, oh, my God, speaking of Game of Thrones, we finally have a return. 
month of the final season of HBO's award-winning series Game of Thrones. So when April 2019 rolls around in whatever week it debuts, you're, uh, be sure to check that out because myself and Hunter East will be back to talk about all your favorite characters dying because everybody's going to die because, you know, it's Game of Thrones. Every man dies. Mm-hmm. And and in Game of Thrones, some of them die twice. And uh, if you want to hear some older episodes and other iterations of Nearfall Radio, that is where that is posted as well. I also have a couple other random podcast projects that you know are there. Uh, the Buttmanship's Variety Pack. We break down, or myself and Hunter break down uh, Thor Ragnarok and where. <laughs> hilariously we think the marvel cinematic universe is heading into infinity war so be sure to listen to that and laugh at us as i'm sure we're just completely freaking wrong but uh jay any final thoughts before we get out of here oh that's the best thing about putting uh, opinions and thoughts out there in the podcast world because they're out there uh for posterity and for people to go back and be like wow this person had no idea what they were talking about but you know what at the time it sounded really good and we stick by it. So exactly, we stick by it. And just remember, you miss every shot that you don't take. And by God, we're taking shots all the time. So for Justin Kritzinger, I'm gonna go take another shot of bourbon. My name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for joining us on Nearfall Radio. You've been great. We've been Nearfall. Good night. The proceeding was a Butt Munch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Butt Munch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.